RSL draw in Houston as they prepare for their next U.S. Open Cup game. You're listening to Here at the Riot, a Real Salt Lake soccer podcast. One or morning, I guess you're not listening to the podcast when we're recording it, but good whatever time of day it is, uh, listeners, this is Here at the Riot, your favorite Real Salt Lake podcast. Uh, I am your host, Dax, and I'm here with your other host, Josh. How are you doing this fine evening? Good. I think that was the longest intro we've had. Today. I know. I was, I was trying to like mix it up. Yeah. Just keep everybody on their toes. I like it. I, I listened to one of our episodes the other day, and I realized that you always say, here at the Riot, a Real Salt Lake podcast, and I always say, here at the Riot, and just end there. So, you know. Well, <clears throat> I mean, I feel like they know what they're listening to when they, yeah, yeah. When they, I'm just when saying, they get on. We're always mixing it up. Totally on purpose. This totally. is true. Yeah, we we are doing that one hundred percent on purpose. Intentional. And one hundred percent intentional. And also, I decided I don't like my the mic that I'm using right now, but I don't know how to assemble my other mic. So I have to take some time to figure that out. But that's why I sound weird. <laughs> um. But yeah. We we are here on this this great episode day, and there's there's lots of stuff that's that's going on, and we're excited to report on it. We're ready to preview the Open Cup this time. Oh yes, yes, because last <coughs> time it, it snuck up on us. Yeah, last time didn't count. We weren't even trying. We're gonna try this time. Well, I mean, I was also moving, so I I guess yeah. it's my I didn't line up my moving dates with the u.s open cup so that's my are, are you are you a true fan if you do I, that i guess not i'm not a true <laughs> fan you have to have a podcast and line up your moving dates with the open cup you have to watch yeah. every single minute of the open cup speaking of which i am going to pull up an open cup game right now uh the colorado sacramento one that's yeah it's at halftime it's at halftime but I don't want yeah. to watch the LAFC one, so. Don't give them the publicity. Anyways. It's, yeah. <clears throat> we can we can get started here. So, um, a few bits of news. These are Monarchs related. So, um, this week we got Gent Mertens. I don't know how to say his name. Um, Sounds from. Right. SK Beverin, and he's being sent on loan to the Monarchs, not the first team. So I, I think he's more of a depth piece for the Monarchs, if I'm being honest. Um, but I'm not really sure how the rotation goes for the Monarchs. If the but Monarchs, he probably won't. Sorry, if the Monarchs are technically a depth piece for RSL, what does it say that the the Monarchs don't have any depth? Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> um, it's very meta. But he will not be playing for the Real Salt Lake, I don't think. How old I is think... he, though? 
Let's see. Oh, I think 22, I want to say. So he could eventually. He's 23. 23, yeah. He could eventually, yeah, I mean, but... There's potential, but I I didn't know if he was getting playing time at Beveren. I just kind of assumed when this happened that this was one of those... This is one of those times where being part of the quote-unquote blitzer group is nice, mm-hmm. where the Monarchs can be like, hey, we would like another uh, right back. And then Beveren is like, hey, this right back isn't getting playing time. We'll loan you him for the season. And... That way he gets playing time and you get depth and everyone wins. Yeah, so. if only that had worked for like Benteke or something like that. <laughs> when he scored that bicycle kick, I was like, imagine our team with him up there scoring bicycle kicks. Ooh. Uh, Speaking anyways. of which, we didn't talk about we didn't <laughs> talk about this beforehand, but um, RSL players around uh, former RSL players around the league, Justin Miram. Got an assist. This is his second game for Charlotte, I think. I um, thought it was his first. Oh, yeah, yeah, even better. His first game for Charlotte. He. So you were right, Josh. He actually did walk into a starting position at Charlotte. Um, I freaking knew it. He's quality. Uh, he is, and he demonstrated that because he got an assist. Um, and, and ever since he moved there, they've been winning. <laughs> it's true. And, dude, he almost scored as well. He only, Really? He, like... He he had a shot that was off the post. Huh. So sounds like you watched like the whole game. I didn't. Um, I'm trying to remember. I think it popped up to... on my Twitter feed or something like that. I need to start watching the MLS wrap up they do. It's you like know, thirty minutes, and they like show highlights of each game for each week. Yeah. I really like that they do that, and I should watch just to support it, so they keep doing it. But yeah, anyways, well, I don't want to support anything that Apple TV does. But I mean, yeah, they suck, but they have money, so <laughs> we want them to spend it and make it better. Um, but then, but Aaron Herrera also got an assist. True. This, this last this last match day. So, um, yeah. Kind of sad that they left RSL, but All at least we got cherished. money or something. <laughs> yeah. I'll forever cherish my Justin Miram jersey. So it's it's a good, yeah, that's like a, that's vintage now. It's a collector's yep. item. I'm going to sell it for $3,000. <laughs> I mean, okay, now it's not really a collector's item because I could go to the <laughs> store and get a Miram jersey right now. No, you could I could get a Miram jersey on any team, actually. He's not on the team. I could go. I could get a Houston Dynamo jersey with <laughs> Justin Miram's name. <laughs> I'm gonna get a Tate Schmidt Houston Dynamo jersey. That would be funny. That, no, what you should do, your favorite player ever, Clint Dempsey. You should just get an RSL jersey and just put <laughs> Dempsey on the back. Of that would it. actually be hilarious. <laughs> that would be so and funny. Everyone would be like, "What are you doing?" And you're like, "Hey, I'm gonna speak it into existence." I can I can dream, Harold. <laughs> I'm manifesting. Uh, I mean that that'd be a trick because um he's now retired. But yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like well, hey, you never know. How old isn't he? Like forty? Uh yeah, I think so. Yeah, he's forty. Know. He'd be the oldest player to come out of retirement ever. Hmm. 
just kidding. Um, but yeah, I just thought I'd I'd mention that. Um, didn't didn't Bobby Wood also have score a goal in their last game? If he didn't score this week, he, did. he scored last week. He did in their in their last game against Toronto. Yeah, Bobby Wood looks really good right now. <laughs> so that's a little awkward. <laughs> but yeah. yeah. So I I just thought that was worth mentioning. <laughs> yep. All right. Let's see here. Uh, the Monarchs more action. They also have signed Amfer. Am Fernie Sinclair. I have a hard time with his name. It's hard. Um, if you remember, he was one of our draft picks. He plays in the midfield, and uh, he's been playing with the Monarchs, but he hadn't officially signed a deal. And so now he has signed with the Monarchs. It is only a Monarchs deal, not a first-team contract. Um, but, you know, it's good to see that we're giving our draft picks a chance. Mm-hmm. And then, in other Monarchs news, they played TAC, Tacoma, Tacoma something. And they lost. Yep. And they lost 2-1. to one. So, that's a bummer. But, I don't think... I actually don't have the roster here. It's because they sure. didn't have Diego Luna. <clears throat> yeah, I'm, I'm not sure who they started. Um. Yeah, they did play Delgado, the young keeper getting Mexico team call ups, and he had a penalty save, oh. so that was cool. That's nice. But yeah, I didn't watch it. I just saw some highlights. <laughs> so there's your Monarchs news. Um, nothing on the uh, Utah Royals front that I have seen. They're, they just keep doing PR photo shoots, which, you know, take lots of pictures, I guess. <clears throat> yeah, it's, like, cool or whatever. Very cool. I like good pictures, for sure. Um, <laughs> All right. All right. So, news is out of the way. Let's talk the Houston game. Houston. I'm just going to get it out of the way right at the beginning. A lot of people thought that this was a snooze fest that this game was really boring and i 100 percent disagree i thought this was one of the more entertaining zero zero draws mm-hmm. um because i think both goalkeepers had really great performances but uh you know to each their own everyone has their opinion well i like because <laughs> we were texting during this game and i remember texting you i'm like this game is actually low-key like exciting because there was very, there, it was like end-to-end stuff, and you know, unfortunately, no one scored. But like, I don't think that that necessarily means that the game can't be exciting. You know, like you can you can just like appreciate soccer, appreciate the the build-up, the counter-attack, um, and you know, just because there's not necessarily a final product doesn't mean that the game was boring or whatever. So I actually thought it was an, an exciting game. Um, and honestly, someone probably should have scored. Um, yeah, there were a ton of chances for both teams. And honestly, I think Houston probably had the better of those chances. And if they could just learn to 
finish a shot or something like that, then they probably would have won that game. No, um, but the McMath. I mean, also yes, also McMath had, <laughs> had. Well, I remember the the. Do you remember the save where um, Herrera like took a shot and it was deflected, and like he he like he like stumbled and was diving the other way, but he caught himself and then he like just barely got to it. Yeah, that's up for save of the week. I know. I was like, that was such a good save. Like, mm-hmm. just his reaction to see the deflection and be like, oh, shoot. Like, I got to go this way now. Like, that was such a good save. So I thought it was a good save before I realized there was a massive deflection. And then I know. that made it better. Yeah. <clears throat> but So, yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Um... Yeah, definitely McMath's best game of the season. Yeah, very, very good performance from him. Um, according to FOTMOB, he was RSL's best player. Um, Earned. And in fact, Steve Clark, because I believe that's who Houston's yeah. keeper, he was the best player in the game. So yeah. it was a keeper, a battle of the keepers. He also had a really good game. Mm-hmm. He so, saved, saved a bicycle kick, so yep, that's cool. So we started, this was an interesting starting lineup. We started Oviedo, Vera, Glad Brody in the back. So Andrew Brody is back, which was good to see. Um, I will admit he doesn't look up to fitness. Like by the end of the game, he looked absolutely gassed. He well, was so tired. I will say that so did a lot of people. But yes. Yeah, he, it was hot and humid. Yeah. and ugh. Um, Then we started Savarino, Ojeda, Caldwell, and Chang. That was our midfield line. Mm-hmm. I was pretty surprised to see Caldwell, to be honest. Um, Well, okay, I wasn't surprised. I was a little sad. <laughs> to see Caldwell. I thought maybe we would see Crylock in this one as well, mm-hmm. not necessarily playing in the midfield, but just yeah. kind of yeah. Actually, now that I'm looking at the bench, the other person we would have played there is maybe Anelli, maybe Moses Nyman. Yeah, the uh, the Anelli thing kind of yeah. <laughs> yeah, cuz Lawfulson picked up an injury. That's why. Okay, Lawson was injured. injured. Ruiz was suspended. Yes. Okay. So. Jeez. Feels like it's been forever. It really hasn't been, but I'm just like remembering the game now. You you just have a bad memory. <laughs> yeah, that's very true. <laughs> um, I actually thought Caldwell pretty well. Yeah. No, he um, he had a good game, I think. Yeah, he doesn't have the same work rate that Ojeda does, but he's solid defensively. Mm-hmm. So. And I also shout out. This is our first shutout, wasn't it? No, the Seattle game was a shutout as well. Oh yeah. Hey, two in a row though. <laughs> so I mean, and, and I think that's kind of what the debate is about this game. Is like, okay, they've gotten two shutouts in a row. Is is that good? Because you know, earlier in their season they were losing four zero, or is it bad because they haven't been able to score anything either? 
I think yeah. that's where most of the like, at least from what I've seen on like Twitter and stuff like that, that's what people are mostly debating. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, at least from like, a, a, they have gone down in the standings. Um, but that's be and I I honestly think that is because um, they are tying these teams like they tied Seattle who's who's first in the west and they tied Houston who is doing really well you know away and like those are okay but like the points are going to come you know when they play the easier teams if that makes sense so like yeah. i think right now they're deceptively low in the standings for how they've been playing um and if they keep playing like this against the easier teams like the Galaxy and Colorado, you know, at least right now, then they will pick up those points and they'll, you know, get launched up the up the standings. But um, uh, what was I saying? Oh, yeah. But like from a, from like I know from like the power rankings perspective, they've gone down in the power rankings. So like um there are some people who would think that like, oh yeah, that, you know, zero, zero draws, like they're not doing too good. But I mean, that's really what, what the debate is right now. Like, is this, is this better or worse than what was happening before? It's absolutely better than a four zero loss. <laughs> I think we look a lot better than we did when I was ready for us to fire Pablo. So <clears throat> yeah. A lot better. Yeah. Um. And then finish up the lineup. We had Bertine Yakasin and Rubio Rubin up top. Uh. So yeah, I mean, I'm trying to remember individual chances. I'm not gonna do a play-by-play. There was one really great chance that Savarino had, where Yakasin, um megged one of the Houston defenders and gave Savarino a really good through ball and he just couldn't quite get there in time. Do you remember that one? I remember that, yeah. That was nice interplay. Um Yakuson also had a bicycle kick. An attempt well the... I guess it was a bicycle kick. Yeah, um, it just didn't go in. Yeah. I was gonna it say attempted, really good, but no he actually did it and it and it he hit it. He connected but Clark saved yeah. it. So I I thought he looked fantastic, and honestly, everyone. So sorry, I'm gonna bag on Ruby over Bean again. Yeah, I know I do it every week, but everyone, the way they've said, like, well, you know, he's not scoring, but at least Ruby over Bean gets back and like has a high work rate, and he like yeah. links up play. He drops in to connect the midfield and the forward line. Well, guess what? Yakasin did that better than him this is true in this one and he also looked dangerous in the attack at the same time <laughs> where i i mean rubin had the one shot in the seattle game and outside of that he hasn't looked yeah. dangerous so i this entire game i just came away like okay yakasin is just better than rubin in every way so i like, mean currently yeah and and this, like, I think this was kind of like the first game where I really saw what I think Pablo is trying to do with kind of like this. I mean, let's be honest, it's not a four-four-two; it's a it's a four-two-two-two. Like, 
the the um, wings are not meant to get back and play defense, really. Um, we're just kind of relying on our, our two-man midfield to to play defense and, and you know, allow space for our wingbacks to get forward. Um, but... I, I agree with you, but the performances that we've had where we played really well, the San Jose game, our wings got back and defended. And I thought that was one of the big differences. But sorry to interrupt. No. I agree with you. Yeah, no, it's in every other sense. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's it's all good. So I guess this was kind of like the first game where I actually saw like the like what Pablo's trying to do with that front four, basically. And honestly, it kind it kind of looks like he's just got you know these players that, that like they're essentially all false nines where they're they all just like kind of move and they they can shift and they all like make make runs with each other and they you know take each other's spots and things like that because i mean we would see instances where you know like Savarino would cut in and and Jakison would go wide and then we you know uh rubin would go like end up getting the ball in the corner and send it across to both Jakison and Savarino. so like I understand kind of what he's trying to do there. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, I don't, and I guess I don't understand the point of playing with two, two, two false nines. If that makes sense. If you're, if you're going to do that, you know, have one false nine and one actual nine, because that kind of seems to be the problem is that there's no one to actually finish. Yeah, we're we're all as confused <laughs> as you are. But but um, but I will the, like I see what he's trying to do. And this is kind of like the first game that I actually saw that I'm like, "Oh, like I I understand." Um Yeah. Check the Open Cup game decks. I know. I, yeah, I just saw that uh yeah. Sacramento just scored. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Colorado, keep doing what you do best. <laughs> oh. That was a good header, too. That was a good header. Um yeah. Yeah, it's uh not a whole lot of creativity with our tactical approach. But so and and the reason I say that is because like and and I know, I know we've said this before, but like um our our goals come from one of our wings floating centrally. So mm-hmm. we've got essentially a 10 for the time in which we're scoring the goal, but now, you know, now we don't have anyone on the wing, you know? So like mm-hmm. what would happen if we had someone who was dedicated to the 10? I, d- I don't know. I don't see the, the point of playing with two false nines. If we're going to have to have a 10 anyways, you know? Yeah. Uh, part of me thinks that the whole reason Pablo's doing this is because we don't have a target forward. I okay. wonder if he if he looked at our striker core and said, no one is going to be able to hold up the ball and, and play like a lone forward would be able to. So I'm just going to play with two strikers. Well, I, yeah. I'm just guessing, right? Oh, no, sure. Yeah, I, I understand that. But like, that's just... You know, we we know that's the problem. I think the two weakest yeah. positions right now are the nine and the six, and I mm-hmm. think both of those 
um, if we had, you know, had a, a designated player who played either the nine or the six, that would then free up someone to play the ten. Yeah. Um, but we don't, so we don't. <laughs> type situation. <sighs> yeah. But, but you know. But so there, all that there, being said, there are things that they. Sorry, sorry. You you can finish. No. Yeah. Well, that's all I was saying. I. It just. I'm trying to lighten the negative tone. That's yeah. all I'm doing. <laughs> no, you lighten it, dude. Go ahead. <laughs> Colorado just scored again. I Ooh, know. Bummer. We want a cup set. I don't yeah. think there were any cup sets tonight. No. Oh, no, there was. The Revolution lost. They did? Yeah. Oh, sweet. They lost well, to someone. Fun. To Pittsburgh Riverhounds. Good job, Pittsburgh. And I think the Revolution are number one in the East. Yeah, they're number one in the East right now. Anything can happen in the Open Cup. Um, yeah. So, did you want to say more about the Houston game? Um, I've I've got stuff to add. Yeah, go yeah go ahead. Maybe I'll think of something else. Yeah. So, it was um. It was pretty wide open. I, I'm trying to remember. I don't remember the timestamp, but I believe that uh, from the start of the second half to about the 70th minute was when it was literally just back and forth, back and mm-hmm. forth, chance on one end, chance on the other. And it felt like neither team was playing defense, really. And I was like, this isn't great, but at the same time, I'd rather watch this than two like defensive teams that are just... It's what we paid you know, to see sitting back soccer yeah, at like, its finest it was uh it was fun to watch um and all right here here was my big talking point from the game so we made a bunch of substitutions we put in Krylock, gomez musovsky Emeka anelli and diego luna and they didn't all go in at the same time i think diego luna was the last one in mm-hmm right? Like the 84th minute or something. Yeah. Which that's not enough time, but you know what? Whatever. Also, we played him at left wing. Diego. Whatever. Luna. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he went in for Salvarino. Um, but my, my point was from like the 80th minute on everyone on the field looked exhausted except for the substitutes. And I felt like, for the last 10 minutes especially when we were really pushing for a goal um <clears throat> Diego Luna, Anelli and Gomez were noticeably energizing the team and being active and like trying to push the pace mm-hmm. and Musovski and Krylock who both got subbed in and played like less than 30 minutes in this game I didn't get that at all I was really actually frustrated and unhappy with their effort and work rate like if you are going to be subbed into a game like this you have to bring it yeah you're only on for you know 20 minutes so you have to make that 20 minute stint count and i felt like musovsky and krylock were kind of just like jogging around neither of them were making runs like Gomez and Luna, especially at the very, very end, Gomez and Luna were pushing the pace, driving at the defensive back line. And Musovsky and Krylock were just like 
nowhere to be found. I was yeah. like, what are you two doing? Get up there. I thought we could have got a goal at the end there, especially Gomez was looking dangerous mm -hmm. and Luna was in there. I mean, albeit it wasn't his best performance, but I mean, he brought energy and he brought intent. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas Mustovsky and Krylock looked just disinterested. Um, so that that was the thing that I guess I got most passionate about in this game. And but uh, no, yeah, I, I I think I agree with you because like in a game like that, where like straight up any either team could have easily scored a goal and taken all three points. Mm -hmm. Um, like I feel like you'd want to see that from your from your substitutes. I know I get frustrated when teams just go for the tie yeah and that may just be me or whatever but like if the game is like there like you should go for it that's that's just my opinion so um um but yeah and part of me kind of wonders if like Crylock is that way because maybe he's a little scared that he's going to injure himself again oh, i think that's absolutely part um, of it and i mean with good reason because he has spent a lot of time injured um mm -hmm. but yeah i mean if if that's how he's gonna play then maybe he's not the best thing for the team right now i mean i i hate i hate to say it but like yeah, yeah I, no, I, I feel the same way right yeah. now he hasn't shown that he deserves to be starting but and so, that's the bottom line but that like that's it's so interesting though because our like we are so thin at the nine right now mm -hmm. like i i think there's a pretty you could make a pretty good case for three people to be the number one at the nine position right now i guess four like you, I think it's totally up for grabs. Like Julio, Rubin, Jockison, even Crylock, like they can all play the nine, and I think you can make a case for any of them that they they should be the ones starting. No, not Rubin. Take him off the list, and I'm with you. Well, okay, Pablo <laughs> would make the case. Pablo's the yes. only one that would make the case for. Rubin. All right, yeah, that's that's fair. That's um, fair. But like, yeah, I don't know. So, I mean, hopefully we we see more from him. And, yeah, I, I feel like it was kind of interesting for me that he started in the Open Cup game. I don't know if you felt that way, but I I thought that was interesting. I I thought it made sense when I saw it. It's, uh, he brings a veteran presence. Like, it's a good way to get him match fitness. More than anything, I thought that's what it was. It was like, okay, let's ease Crylock back in. But didn't he play and this, the whole game? Well, this is before he played the whole game. <laughs> Where I thought like, okay, we'll start Crylock. He'll probably go like 60 minutes. Uh -huh. And I was like, I like that. I think that's good. And then I was a little surprised that he played the whole game. And um, they like took Luna off and yeah. Yeah. But at the same time, I guess it's promising that he played the whole game yeah um and obviously he got the goals sorry i'm getting the hiccups here 
Um, we can leave that in. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. As far as performances go, obviously McMath is my MVP. Yeah. Um, I thought Savarino was really involved, looked good. Yakasin impressed me. Um, so I guess I guess my question is, do you think that Yakasin is the guy? I mean, not um, the guy to solve all of our problems, but is he like the number one guy? I think I'd still put Julio at number one, but right now Yakasin's number two for me. And with Julio injured, that makes him number one by default. So yes. you heard it here first. Josh it, thinks Yakasin is <laughs> the number small one. Small sample size, but I have I saw more from Yakasin in this mm-hmm. one game than I've seen from Rubin the entire season, and I saw more than I've seen from Musovski. And quite honestly, I saw more from Yakasin than I saw from Krylock when he was starting at striker at the very beginning of the season. So yeah, I I would a hundred percent put him. <clears throat> I I would like to see him out there. Those are all those are all good reasons to have him as number one. Yeah. So um, I I'd like to see the pairing of Yakasin and Julio. I think that could be an interesting pairing. That literally took the words out of my mouth because they oh. both are pacey, mm-hmm. right? And you know it looked like Yakasin was pretty good in the final third with like just that like that final pass, you know. Mm-hmm. So if he could like spring, because he had one um, ball to uh, Gomez, just like it was a nice little ball in the box that Gomez was able to get on the end of. And I don't know if you put it in for a shot or like just send it across the face of goal, but it was a dangerous ball. So with like both Gomez and Julio in there, I feel like it just compound. But yeah, I I would also like to see those two out there. I think it would be fun. But uh, but yeah, the other two players I wanted to mention were, I thought Ojeda and Michael Chang both had good games as well. Yeah. And, and, uh, well, last thing, shout out Andrew Brody. I don't think it was his best game. He looked rusty. He looked tired at the end. However, he was involved in the attack, and I think we've missed that when he hasn't been on the field. So. Mm -hmm. And, yeah. I mean, because, you know, usually Michael Chang, they, he goes in his wing to be kind of more like a defensive-minded mm-hmm. wing. Um, so, I mean, I, I, could, I could see that. Um, but, like, this lineup was kind of offensive-minded because we had both Oviedo and Brody in at wingbacks. Mm-hmm. So and Chang had some really good chances. He had mm-hmm. some good shots in this one. Dude, Chang, I, I there are some people on Twitter that like don't like Chang and they want him off the roster. I think he is like such a good player for like what he is. Like he's taking up like absolutely no salary cap and he's he's just like he's just always he's a he's a solid player. Yeah, he he I mean, I agree with all you said. I think people get mad because he's older. I think that's really what it comes down to. They'd rather see a young prospect playing. But you're right. I think all of those things, plus I think he's a really good teammate. Yeah. He seems pretty happy with his role. Like I'm I would imagine, you know, he's just a team player. 
And I do think he's a good player. I, yeah. Our winger core is the strongest it's ever been. Well, well I shouldn't less, say ever. A little less strong because Miram left, but yeah. True, yeah. I was thinking of Miram in there. But it, it hasn't been this strong in a long time. Well, before the Miram trade. Now it's obviously weaker, Now it's but... weak. Yeah, but that's okay. We still have good depth. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so that's all I had on the Houston game. All right, yeah. That... Honestly, a point away against a good team. Like, they're, they're doing well, so I'll take it. And yeah, I, I think that... Um, I, I said this before, but RSL will start to climb up the standings once we start playing the easier teams at home. So, well, we could. <laughs> Hopefully, we if we play like this, I feel like we will. Yeah. If we keep playing like this, I feel like we will. Mm-hmm. All right. So, moving on. Um, we play Portland in the Open Cup tomorrow. Uh, unfortunately it is an away game, which is kind of funny because we actually play Portland Wednesday, then we play LAFC Saturday, and then we play Portland again the next Wednesday, and both the Portland games are in Portland. So, so that's fun. Yeah, thanks for that, you U.S. soccer gods. Uh, but <laughs> Also, I was going to mention this, but have you noticed that LAFC is just canceling their home games? No. They've been, they've postponed two games now. They postponed one with... Um, oh, who was it? Was it St. Louis? Did they give a reason? I don't know. I was wondering if you knew. Let's see. No, LAFC I don't. Postponed game. Because... That's interesting. Yeah, see, let's see. They announced against the Houston Dynamo, they announced a date change. Um, the the change was made to accommodate LAFC's upcoming appearance in the CONCACAF Champions League semifinals. Oh, that's why. Which seems kind of dumb because every other team has had to just play anyways, right? Yeah, Philadelphia didn't Yeah. Post postpone their game. I wonder why they're getting special privilege. Because, yeah, so they, they postponed... There has, there has to be some rule. They postponed the um the Houston game, and then I think they postponed another, another one. Hmm. But, I mean, I kind of, like, I don't think they should be able to get away with that. Like... Boo-hoo, you, you have the CONCACAF Champions League. So what? You still have to play the regular season. Yeah, the only... If it was the same day as their other game, then I would understand that. It's not, though. It was on a Saturday. Yeah, I don't know then. So anyways, that kind of makes my blood boil. But that's besides... We're... That. Disappointed, but not surprised. <laughs> MLS um, is like, yeah, sure, you can postpone your game. Yep. It's fine. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Gorgeous. <laughs> oh, oh, dear. The the uh, Gordon Ramsay meme. Yeah, I was trying to think of his name. Gordon, Gordon Ramsay, Ramsay meme. Yeah. 
literally any other team in MLS. You effing donkey. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. Alright, so, the Portland game. Uh, oh, shoot. I don't have the injury report, and I don't really know. But the important thing is that uh, Diego Luna's with the U.S. Youth National Team, so he won't get a chance to play. Well, he probably wouldn't have played for long anyways, so it's good that he's gone. Go get I some mean, playing time. He might have started because he started against the lights, but... And then we would have subbed him out in the 45th minute for... I don't know. <laughs> Josh is not happy. I'm not. I'm upset that... Uh, yeah, we took him out of the... Las Vegas Lights game super early, and then... Mm-hmm. We just, left, like, Crylock in? Yeah, just so. baffling decisions. Um, but, but, yeah, so he won't be with the team. Um, I'm really curious to see what kind of lineup we put out. Mm-hmm. Because in the Lights game, we put out, like, a mix, but it was more skewed towards the youth than it was towards veteran players. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if we'll see more first-team players. I I don't think we're going to put out like a full-strength lineup, but we notably did not start Gomez against Houston. So I think he will absolutely start. I would imagine Saverino does not start. I, see, I don't think Saverino makes the trip. You don't think he even makes the trip? Nope. I'll be a little upset if he doesn't even make the trip. Because... I mean, I understand that the Open Cup, like, they're like, we want to make a deep run in the Open Cup. But I kind of, like, you may think that I'm I'm a little crazy, but I think this LAFC game's winnable. Um, oh, yeah, you're, you're a little crazy. They just lost to San Jose. Eh. I think it's winnable. So if I were Pablo, I would say we rest our good players and play, um... LAFC. Oh, who knows? They may just cancel. They just may just postpone the game because they can do that now. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I would say, yeah, we're gonna rest our our players because they. I'm pretty sure they have a game midweek as well. Yeah. Oh, they, no, they're playing right they're, now. Yeah, they're yeah, playing they're right playing now. Monterey. So. Yeah, but the, but I mean that team's not any of their designated players. Like it's it's like a LAFC two team basically mm-hmm. um but yeah i think that lafc is beatable at home um so if i were pablo i would put out you know you can you can you can do a mix like i'd be okay if like ojeda was there if ruiz was there um lawfulson you know we can keep glad and you know all, all that stuff but i would not i would not bring Saverino. i would not bring gomez I guess you can have Gomez, but I would not start Gomez, you know. Wow. I think we start Crylock in this one. Oh, yeah, we can start Crylock, but Crylock's not going to, like, that's because I think Crylock, at, honestly, at this point, is second string. Yeah. With, I mean, not because he's not, not good, because he's, you know, he's technically on injury recovery. Mm-hmm. So we're playing him like he is second string. But. I wonder who we're going to play at center back. Because the last Open Cup game, we played Holt and Pierre. Uh, Vera and Glad have been playing a lot. 
I can and see Silva got rest. So I wonder if we'll see a backline of Holt and Bobby Pierre. Or well, Holt is Pierre, I mean. injured, I thought. Oh, is he? I think he's injured. So, mm. honestly, I wouldn't be surprised with, like, a, a Glad Pierre backline or a Vera Pierre backline. Dude, Justin Glad is a Iron Man. He's played, like, essentially every single minute of every single game, including I, Open Cup. and. I mean, dude. Yeah. yeah I mean... Let's be honest. It's not hard. It's not physically demanding to be a center back. Um, disagree. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's not as physically demanding to be a center back. I still kind of disagree, but like but yeah. then like a, a like a midfielder, like a center midfielder? Are well, you... yeah, center midfielders run more, but I think center backs move more than forwards. All right, you can you can you can have that opinion. I have a de- uh, the bias of being a defender, so you know. What would you say your position is? What is your best position? Hmm. Probably wing back. Wow. Amazing. That's where I ended up. I I make. The uh, my movement is best at wing back. Um, if I play like I used to play center mid, and if I play center mid now, I don't know where to go. Like I don't know the runs to make, when to show. I'm like out of sync with the team. Whereas mm. when I play wing back, I know when to go, when to stay. It all makes sense. <laughs> all right. Never have I ever played forward, and I played center back for a minute. But I'm not, uh, I'm not big enough. That, I was gonna say enough. that. I mean, both of those are issues. I mean, I'm smaller than you, so I feel like I can say that you're not big enough. Yeah. <laughs> no, it, it's just fact. Yeah. But. but yeah. Interesting. Anyways, uh, let's do predictions for the All Portland right. game. Score line. Um. I think RSL loses 1-0. Hmm. And it's because of the reason that I just said that I think they're going to rest their good players. That will make let's a lot see, of well, actually, really mad. Let me, let's see who Portland plays. I'm going with a 2-2 draw. Penalty shootout. We lose in the penalty shootout. Portland plays Vancouver at Vancouver. So I think, yeah, I think Portland's going to put out like a mid lineup and RSL's going to put out a mid to weak lineup. Hmm. And I'd say we lose 1-0. Well, we both predict a loss, so a win would be great. Yeah. And I'm going to be honest, I don't really care about the Open Cup that much. I think our... Oh, get out of here. I care a lot. I can't even remember the last time we made an open cup run. Okay, but here here's my reasoning. Our chances of actually winning the open cup are slim without like Okay, could we could we guarantee that we win the open cup by playing our starters every every open cup game? Yeah, of course. But we're not going to do that, and I don't think that we should do that cuz that would like we just tank in the 
in the regular season. So that means our chances of winning the Open Cup are slim to begin with. And what happens if we win the Open Cup? We just win. We win the Open Cup. I mean, we, we go get to the CONCACAF Champions League, dude. Yeah, but then, then okay, are we are we going to pretend like they can win the CONCACAF Champions League right now? No, but it would be fun. <laughs> sure, it'd be fun, whatever. But I think I would have more fun watching them in the playoffs where I feel like they might... You know, I, I honestly think they have a better shot at winning the playoffs than they would the CONCACAF Champions League. That is my that is my actual opinion. All right. I just think that the LAFC game is kind of a throwaway, anyways. Oh, dude, we're so, gonna win because I'm gonna be there. Well, I'm glad you're so confident, but you literally just said that LAFC is playing their their second string, their entire second string. Uh, dude, team. I think they're beatable with their first string right now. Hmm. That is a hot take. I mean, every team's beatable, yes, but nine times out of ten, they beat us. I know, but not th- this is the one. <laughs> All right, we'll see. They don't have Gareth Bale to hurt us anymore, so they'll I mean, just let's hurt be us honest. With Gareth Bale Yelena. was not what hurt us in that game. <laughs> it was everything else. Gareth yeah. Bale was the nail in the coffin. True. All right, so the LAFC game. This one's kind of tough to preview because. A lot of like how we go into that one depends on what Pablo decides to do yeah. in the Portland game. Um, but I mean, I guess we can do predictions. Sure. I don't know. Is there anything else you want to say to preview it? I don't. I don't really know. I mean, we are we're on decent form right now. Yeah. We haven't lost in a hot minute, so uh, I, they're looking pretty good defensively. Um, RSL is. Um, and let's see, um, LAFC lost their last game. Right, we mentioned this, but LAFC lost their, um, last game against, um, San Jose. Yeah. So everyone was like, oh my gosh, LAFC is going to go undefeated through this. This was like the tough stretch of their their season i mean they're probably going to have lots of tough stretches but um this was a tougher stretch of their season uh of their season where they had the one uh concacaf champions league game then the open cup game and then they were playing san jose like they were playing a few teams away so this was considered like a a tough stretch Mm -hmm. and they're like are they gonna make it through the tough stretch undefeated the answer is no because they (laughs) lost to san jose and then they're going to lose to RSL on Saturday. So, double no. All right. I hope you're right. <laughs> I don't know what else to do to preview it. Um, uh, yeah. Denise Boanga is scoring. Is he leading the Golden Boot race right now? I think um, he is. I saw... There, they, apparently, they have like a mvp power rankings or something like that that's hilarious what i a know joke. i think he's leading that actually um, i think jordan morris is leading that just because seattle fans totally skew the polls let's um see. let's look at the mls golden boot literally anytime there's like 
goal of the week, save of the week. If there's ever a Seattle player, they just automatically win mm-hmm. because the Seattle fans just like vote 15 billion times and like work the system in their yeah. favor. So uh, Boanga, so Boanga, Espinoza, and Morris are all tied at eight. That's hilarious. Jordan Morris should not be up. It's just because he um, scored four in that one game. Yeah. Let's but, see. Where's Saverino? Saverino's got to be on this list somewhere. No. <laughs> not even. Come There's on. No way. Saverino. Oh, no. He's not on the list. That's okay. We get a striker, and then we'd get someone on the list. Because Saverino would have like eight assists if we had a good striker. <laughs> this is true. So yeah, uh, Denise Bowanga, current uh, Golden Boot front runner. Um, other than him, though, there is not a single LAFC player on this list either. Carlos Vela is still quality. Yeah, but he's not on the list, so he's bad. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um. Predictions. I'm going a three to one loss. Well, I'm going a two to one win. That is a hot, hot take. I'm predicting it right now. Okay. And yeah, that's gonna be because like let's let's put it this way. We at least need to tie this game, in my opinion. Why? It's so early in the season. We need points, oh. bro. You can't you can't say that <laughs> with all, with how close the playoffs are every single year. We need all the points we can get. Yeah. True, like, but. Mm. I don't want to be in you know the last part of the season. We're like, all right, RSL's still in tenth. We need to make a run. And then, mm-hmm. you know, games pass and we lose or tire. Like, all right, we need to make a run. And then we just silently cry ourselves to sleep when they don't make the playoffs. Yeah. Because we thought they were going to make a run. Oh, shoot. That's probably going to happen. He's looking at the Sacramento game. <laughs> <laughs> that was close. That was close. Um,. All right, well, that's all we've got on the agenda. Yeah. Should we wrap it up? Um, yeah, we can wrap it up. Um, oh, well, I wanted to mention this about Diego Luna. So he's going to be with the US uh, MNT under-20s. for I, I honestly don't know how long he's going to be with them. Um, yeah, me neither. But it's just kind of... I don't know if sad is the right word, but like maybe unfortunate that like he's not going to be there for these games, like the open cup games that like he could easily get playing time with because he's with the under twenties, but also like, what does that say about Pablo that he's not using this guy on his roster? Like, are you talking about this in terms of the other U20 players that their MLS teams refused to release them? 
Um, that, that caused ripples. That was an interesting decision. I actually didn't know much about that. Um, well, I know that there were some teams like I heard about Paxton Aronson and and all of that stuff. Yeah, no, there was an um, MLS team. I think it was uh DC United that wasn't releasing their youth players. Well, sure, that's fine, but like like obviously Pablo like doesn't see Diego Luna yeah. as like an asset and I think that's the problem because I think this is good for Luna because I think he'll get more playing time with the US youth team than he would for us and he'll actually be used correctly and I 100% I love the kid and I think he should go to another team because we're ruining him well no I mean and and that's kind of the point is that like it's good for Luna like as a player but it's bad for RSL from it's an RSL perspective, because we are we are wasting this talent that we have, and obviously it's not just like us who are saying that he is getting you know national like national attention from the national team and international attention from teams abroad, like, and we are just not utilizing him in any sort of meaningful way. We went we actually went through, and you know tallied up all the minutes that he's played in all of these games. There was one game where he got more than 20 minutes, and that was the Columbus game. And for yeah. those of you who remember the Columbus game, we lost 4-0. It was 2-0 at halftime. They scored two more goals um, in in that game. So, yeah. yeah, I don't feel like he's really been given a chance in league play. And... I don't know. That kind of just feels like a shame that we're not utilizing him. And if I were him, I would want to go to another team. Yeah. Here's how I think his career is going to play out for the next year. He goes to the U.S. youth national team. He shows well. He comes back to RSL. He doesn't play hardly at all. And then when the transfer window rolls around, a team from Europe comes in and gets an absolute bargain for him because we don't ask enough because we haven't been using him and he leaves and we get like a little bit and maybe it's significant, but it's like significantly less than we could have got for him. Mm -hmm. That is how I think it's going to play out. And I feel, I kind of just, I mean, I know it's because Pablo doesn't think that he fits into the, the, his lineup or whatever, which I'm going to disagree on that one. Cause you literally play with two false nines. So, um, but, um, like just because he's young doesn't mean he shouldn't get a chance. I mean, teams in Europe play young players all the time. Like you look at Ricardo Pepe playing for whatever team he's playing for. He's like, I don't know how many goals he's got, but he's got a ton of goals on the season. Yeah, we're so, the other issue is we're playing all of the other kids except for Luna. So it's not that Pablo doesn't want to play the kids. He has something against Luna, whether it's the system or his work ethic and training or, you know, something, something about Diego Luna just 
rubs Pablo the wrong way. Mm -hmm. They do not get along, and I don't think they'll ever get along, and I don't think he will ever get a chance for this team while Pablo's the coach. I think, I don't know. Which I'd be shocked if if I was proven wrong there, but I just kind of see that as a failure of the organization. Because if you're not able to make use of the young talent, yeah, that you have for no other reason that like you don't like him as a player, as a person, like that's just that's just a failure of the organization. In my opinion. Well, it's absolutely a failure because didn't we bring him in when Pablo was coach? We did, yeah. Why would but, you bring in a player that uh, the coach doesn't want to use at all? Well, so that's interesting because Luna wanted to come to RSL. And he, like, he chose RSL over any MLS team, any offers that he was getting from Europe. And it was because of, honestly, the Blitzer umbrella. Um. Mm -hmm. So I think I don't know if Pablo was necessarily like, oh yeah, we we really want this kid. It was more like he's like, hey, can I come play for RSL? And Pablo's like, yeah, sure, you know, you can you can come play for RSL. But like, even then, they should have. I mean, there there was miscommunication there. True. Because. If Pablo doesn't want to play with a 10, why did we go out and pay money for a 10? You know, that I guess that's the question. Because, like, I don't know. There's got to be some... There's got to be some place for him on the roster. Like, I don't, I don't understand how you take a talent like that and you're just like, oh, well, we're not going to use him. Like, oh, he, we don't want to play with a 10. He's a 10. We're not going to use him. So, I don't know. It's frustrating yeah. for me. I can understand how frustrating it would be for him. It's a good thing he has the the youth team to look forward to. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Honestly. But he's so good for the youth team, though. <laughs> like. Yeah. I don't know, man. Like, uh I could talk about this forever. I should stop talking about it. <laughs> I We have this discussion every podcast. We really so do, and great. I think we're going to have this discussion until Pablo gives Luna an actual chance, which, according to you, will never happen. So we will have this discussion forever. Yeah. He got Well, he got one chance last season against Austin when we played the 3-5-2. And at halftime, Pablo yanked him, and we switched formations. When we when we played a heavily rotated lineup, like see, like he's never played. Yeah, I guess even then, yeah, he's never played with the first team. He's never. Ooh, LAFC and Monterey Bay are tied in the 90th awesome. minute. You love to see it. We love it. miracles do happen. <laughs> <laughs> there is a God. Monterey's the team of the people. Didn't Monterey beat San Jose? I, yeah, they did. So they're better than LAFC because San, San Jose good. beat LAFC. So therefore, by the by the transitive property, <laughs> yeah, they are better. 
Um, Indeed. But yeah, we we could talk about Luna and the failure of the RSL organization forever. Um, so I we can just leave it at that. All right. Well, there you have it. That's it for this week, I believe. Mm-hmm. So uh, we will be back next week to talk about the the two games and preview the next two because I believe we have two next week as well. Yes, we have two. We have a midweek game and then a regular game. So that should be yeah. fun. Man, we're getting into the the real the rub. Getting yep. into Open Cup, Leagues Cup, all the all the action. It's gonna Lots be fun. Lots of soccer. I ain't mad at it though. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for listening, everyone. And we'll see you next time. Yep. See you next time.